Hello and welcome to another episode of the Plus 63 HP podcast reviews edition. I am one of your hosts, John Clemente. Alongside with me are two of my bestest best friend. I'm going to start with the person middle of your screen, guy with the pink headset, Trebox. How are you doing? Hello. I'm uh, not as tired as uh, previous weeks, but still tired, but hanging uh, in there. Happy yeah, that Arnie made it. Yeah, we're we're going we're getting through it. Good discussion this uh evening, morning in certain places. Our other host for today's episode is the man from the West Coast waking up at an ungodly hour to join us. Arnie, how are you doing? Hello there. Still uh, still awake from yeah. last night's work. So yeah. we're gonna rock it, we're gonna rock it. And if this is your first time, uh Visiting our channel, thank you very much. Uh, the Plus 63 HP stable of podcast includes uh, a review show that usually drops Mondays and Tuesdays where we discuss uh, a movie or a series. Uh, we deep dive into them, provide our reviews, uh, give our opinions and our ratings to see whether you should watch it yourself or with your friends and family. On Wednesdays, we have our very, very first D&D campaign recorded and uploaded online for your viewing pleasure. It's an amazing adventure. We've been doing it for a year. It's our very, very first D&D campaign. So um, we want you to experience uh, being middle-aged old men doing their first D&D campaign along with us. On Thursdays, we have a curated set of trailers short videos, featurettes, and clips that we watch and react to and see how hyped we are for upcoming content. Uh, so watch that on Thursdays. And on Fridays, Shabax and our other bestest best friend, RJ, cannot get enough of D&D, so they spun off a second campaign where they are bad guys and their adventure is uploaded on Fridays onto this channel. What's our channel? YouTube.com slash plus63HP. We're on all the socials. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at with the handle at plus63HP. And if you don't want to watch us, please listen to us in any of your favorite podcasting apps. We prefer Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon. Uh, but uh, wherever you have a, a podcasting uh, uh, feed on, just search at plus63HP. We should be there. If we're not, let us know. And we'll put our feed there. Um, this week, we discussed uh, episodes four to six of The Legend of Vox Machina, but this particular episode is much, much more fun. Uh, we are discussing one of the most hyped video game adaptations to live action in recent history, probably breaking the curse of horrible adaptations of video games to TV series, uh, and also just being a groundbreaking piece of cinema, piece of art that we watch week on week. We are discussing the first two episodes of The Last of Us. Before we get into spoiler territory and discuss every single episode that came out, the first two ones is what we're going to be discussing this week. I'm going to go around the table for the non-spoilery review of what they think of the first two episodes of The Last of Us on HBO. So Arnie, uh, what, what has been your experience with The Last of Us game and TV show? And what are you liking so far? Okay. I own the game. I haven't played it. it. Okay. No, I haven't played it. <laughs> I just tested it so that the disc is working. But when did you buy it? it. <laughs> Ten years two, ago. Three years, two, three years ago, maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm coming into the show unspoiled, unsullied. I'm experiencing it in, in real time on HBO. Uh, and so far, you know, Papa Pedro is killing it. And of course, uh, my 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 little niece 
<laughs> uh, Ellie or Bella Ramsey's also killing it. So yeah, I'm 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 in, and I, it makes me want to play the game too. So and and I understand there's also some parts that they added that's not part of the game. So that's also. Uh, a bonus for me. Awesome. So it's going to be a good discussion episode after episode one and two with mm -hmm. you having not played the game and hopefully haven't heard anything about the game yet. So that's great. Trubax, mm -hmm. uh, experience uh, with the game and initial thoughts. I've played first the first two games and I love it. Including the DLC, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so um, it awesome. Took me a while. It took yeah, so me I... years to get to the DLC, but I did. Oh. I actually, um, uh, I didn't play Last of Us 1 until maybe a month before The Last of Us Part 2 was coming out. So only a few years mm -hmm. ago. So it's fairly fresh. And it was great because I, I you know, I bought, um, you know, The Last of Us Part 1. Played it for a few weeks. Actually, it was my first foray in Twitch. Um, uh, and and uh, uh, immediately went to the DLC. And then maybe not even two weeks after that, The Last of Us Part Two came in. So it's like I was uh, very, very much in this Last of Us wave. I didn't feel like the, the game was old at all. I, I enjoyed every single bit of it. All of the hype that I've heard for the past, what, eight years? Uh, about the game surrounding the game was warranted. It is just uh, great writing, great acting, great I action. Think we, we played part two parallel, like we parallel, were discussing yeah. it uh, a little bit. Yeah, bit. exactly. When it when it came out, maybe the you know we didn't we're not like those speedrunners that can finish yeah, it in yeah. one weekend. We, we take a we took a few weeks, but the idea of it yeah. was like we have you know, time. We, well, yeah. we don't have times. So <laughs> but the game came out in 2013, and I think yeah. the part two came out what, two, three, three years, years ago? ago. Yeah, yeah, three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was. It was like yeah. I think one of the first uh, PS5 games that you know came out as well. So it was for me absolutely like perfect timing, like that that progression. Um, maybe I would have enjoyed it if I had a couple of years to like sit in the Last of Us Part One, but I didn't care. I was like I had fun time and. The first two episodes, again, for for right now, episode one is free on YouTube for those who are hesitant in going to trial or signing up for HBO. Uh -huh. um, I know, you know, we do these shows so that we can advise people on what to watch and what not to watch. And this is like two episodes. And I think this is worth the $9.99 a month that you're going to yeah. get in the future. It is just that good. Um, yeah. and I think and, they uh, announced. I don't know if it's real though. Uh, season two is already greenlit. Yeah, it's so, yes. So, yes. so you could commit that it's not going to be canceled. So no, and yeah. and and even if it was, they said that season one is the first game. Just yeah. So it's gonna it's it's gonna end on the end of the first game. Season two will be cool. part two, but it might be broken down to multiple seasons because part two is a yeah. little heftier. It's a lot bigger. A so lot. Season bigger. one is gonna be the first game completely. Totally. Okay. Yeah. So it's actually, I mean, I've been, uh, before we get into the actual synopsis, like we've been listening to a lot of reviews every week. There's so many podcasts, so many outlets discussing because that's how good this particular yep. um, uh, IP is. Um, but in the end, the good thing about this particular, uh, or, or like well, the things that they've discussed is like, it doesn't matter the medium. If it's, you know, mm -hmm. film, TV, video game. If the story is good, right, 
you will draw it. And then again, yeah. I would love in once we discuss the episode and the themes that have been kind of like discussed by the writers themselves. Yes, it is an a post-apocalyptic video game slash show. It's mm -hmm. uh something about quote unquote zombies of a different kind. Mm -hmm. But it's not. <laughs> it's it's yeah. really not. It's like it's it's more of not even a walking dead type of what people will do in this particular situation. It's not an I am legend type of somebody just trying to survive. Now this is a new, a fresh take on the motivations of these people, yep. which is kind that, of yeah. like, it's, it's a fresh take. I think everybody's going to enjoy it. And without further ado, I'm going to do a quick, like couple of minute uh, synopsis of episodes one and two, and we'll go discuss um, our favorite parts of it. So episode one is entitled When You're Lost in the Darkness, directed by Craig Mazin of Chernobyl fame, written by Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. Neil Druckmann is the co-creator of The Last of Us. So immediately you're going to look at it and say, like, all right, this is what, um, you know, this is what a, a uh, uh, this, you really know that the care, because it's not some new writer handling the ip these are people that are fans but also the people that created the the, the source of material so that it is uh, it's done with care so we but start I, the episode I, I think, with sorry i think the distinction here is because many people many shows have been created but with with the creators mm -hmm. influence or help but this one the different i think the different one here is with neil Druckmann. he understands that it's tv Yep. Mm -hmm. So he knows what, he he's open and he knows that yeah things some things need to change. Yeah, he's for, not gonna for force a first person uh, shooter mm -hmm. gimmick or something like that. Yeah. And and that's something that we can discuss. Like I've been hearing their podcast themselves. I've been listening to the The Last of Us podcast hosted by Troy Baker, the original Joel voice, and mm -hmm. they're talking about like that's why Craig Mazin writes most of the episodes. Because it's different when you're watching, you experience characters differently, mm -hmm. and then it's different when you're playing. But the good thing about both of them is they understand that, you know, the, even the game was kind of linear because mm -hmm. they wanted to be cinematic, mm -hmm. hence yeah. alludes itself good to a movie. And then same thing with with um with the show. There are certain things that they can do that they can add so that there's a little bit more context because mm -hmm. you know you're not playing the person, you're not making the decisions. Uh, in the game, yeah. so yeah, so um, uh, and it's just a, I think it's a good partnership between the both of yeah. them. And yeah, another comment, like there's some parts of both episodes that even without playing the game, I know oh this is a cutscene, and mm -hmm. you could oh this is a cutscene, and oh that's gameplay, this is a cutscene, and it's seamless. And and I've seen some side by side uh, comparison from the game and uh, the TV show, oh, really? and yeah. and like the 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 view thing, right? Yeah, it's the same thing. And and you know, and yeah, especially with episode one, like I could oh yeah, that's a cutscene. That's something that's on rails. That's something that oh, it's it's a gameplay, but it just works. And 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 I'm I'm impressed because I've seen some adaptations of video games that they try to shoehorn like a first person shooter thing like with Doom they did that. yeah they're doing like a nod to the yeah. a nod to the video game but not yeah. in a cool way and it's, I think exactly. their their nods to the game here is is much more natural right so, exactly and much subtler. and I've also and I've also seen some comments like you know like 
people like see halo this is how you'd make an adaptation oh my god i know but Too bad, I, just halo. Have to, I just have to i just have to uh, make a point that hey you have a good license and a good ip and if you put them in good hands it works yeah so yeah, it's difficult right, i mean again there's a lot of things that uh it comes into it but again it's yeah we are thankful that there are uh ips like this that uh are done for the betterment of the audience but also the piece of art so mm -hmm. we start with episode one with two scientists in 1968 talking about what scares them the most mm -hmm. one is a virologist thinking that there's going to be another major pandemic kill millions of people um, but the other one says that he's much more scared of a fungus because yeah. a fungus doesn't kill you. A fungus takes over you. And then they yeah. talked about a little bit why a fungus is not particularly um, feasible because a fungi doesn't really live long in human bodies because our bodies are a little are are too warm. But they dropped the hints like, what if the entire world gets warmer and fungi evolves to adapt to that warm world? So point one, I'm gonna stop there because this is not in the game, but this mm -hmm. is the perfect way to kind of like pull people in because we just gone through a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So if you say anything viral, every pandemic, everybody's like listening but the writers already understood it's like pandemic again we just went through this you know like you're are you trying to get like an easy fear tug mm -hmm. on my heart no, no 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 we're gonna explain it in a different lens which is like we're actually talking about global warming we're talking about climate change we're talking mm -hmm. about what had happened with the world we're talking about that this has been happening for over 50 years like because it was 19 uh, like it was 1968 and right now we're in 2023 so this has been happening for mm -hmm. 50 years now in the background and in it it's not something that just like somebody created a virus and it came out like mm -hmm. this is something that we slowly made happen to ourselves so that's why it's kind of like a, a good decision and a little note on that particular factor this intro was the last thing that they did. Like the entire season was done and then they were looking at it and they figured like, we can't just drop in episode one without context. Like we, mm -hmm. we can't just like, you know, everybody, every, any any zombie sees every zombie series, you always just jump in and somebody's already infected, right? It's kind of like, you know, and everybody tries to have this like kakamimi excuse of what had happened and then you figure out what happened, where it started, yada, yada, through the course of the season. So they kind of felt like they needed something fresh. They needed something different. This was kind of like their second version. They had the first version where it was just an actual explanation. Like, you know, there's like a globe where they were telling that it mm -hmm. went warm. Um, but they figured that's a little bit too scientific. So they, yeah. they kind of went along with two people, two scientists smoking on live tv which is kind of cool um familiar faces too because you can see uh, yeah right so um the and then uh, and then big going head. into yeah, yeah big head from uh from uh silicon, silicon valley. valley yeah so um uh but the the episode one uh long and short is uh the pandemic breaks out uh it's uh it's done in the in the pov of sarah which is um, Joel's daughter, day in the life kind of thing, Joel's birthday. So, um, 
she wanted to do something special. We get introduced with Tommy Joel's brother as well. A lot had happened this year, talking to the neighbors, just a regular course uh, or, or during the day. But you can already see in the background bits and pieces, like a few Easter eggs of like, um, like certain things that will 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 get paid off at the end of the episode where uh, you're hearing um, um, the news in the background about something happening in Jakarta. You're hearing certain uh, when Sarah goes into town to have uh, Joel's watch fixed. Watch very important. Um, the the store immediately closes because of some form of of issue that that scared the people there. Um, but uh, towards the end of the episode is where we really see where Sarah comes back to the uh, how, uh, to the house, uh, gets an interaction with the neighbor who's uh, infected, a uh, formerly uh, uh, incapacitated, not moving old people, now mm-hmm. eating people uh, to life. Um, uh, Joel and uh, Tommy uh, scoops sarah out so joel had to leave in the middle of the night to pick tommy from the jail um because of some altercation but uh they got back scooped sarah out they were making their way out of the city um accidents happened along the way there's a lot of easter eggs on showing some of their problems to start like joel not stopping for people uh that needing help you know thinking uh because they have a child themselves to protect um, but on their way out, they get into a, a car accident. Um, Joel and 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 Sarah uh, comes face to face with uh, one of uh, the soldiers trying to contain the people from leaving. They're not, you know, they're they're quote unquote aggressively quarantining people already. Um, and side note that soldier that they encounter was actually Craig Mazin. That was his cameo into the. Um, into the season um soldier gets a call uh from hq uh and then from context clues we kind of figure out that the order was to just kill everybody inside not not have everybody anybody leave and um in the tussle um you know the soldier was able to um, get a few shots in um uh, and uh joel you know, was able to dodge away along with, you know, Ellie, presumably. Uh, Tommy comes, uh, Sarah. uh, Sarah, um, uh, Tommy comes in, saves the day, kills the soldier. But, uh, we see at the end of the episode or at the middle of the episode, Sarah, uh, was fatally shot in the stomach and, uh, died in Joel's arms. Like, again, I will never, um, I will never be able to kind of give the gravity of this particular first episode justice. So we suggest you watch this. It's one of the most heart-wrenching things that you'll ever see. Um, fast forward 20 years from now, we see now Joel and they're in a quarantine zone in Boston. Oh, by the way, they started in Austin uh, 20 years after. Uh, they're now in Boston, uh, living in a quarantine zone. Uh, Joel does odds and ends to get ration cards but also we see that he's smuggling lots of stuff uh, to different people including uh, pills to a particular guard uh, to make a living um, he is in distress because he hasn't heard from his brother for three weeks now they converse by a short radio secretly through um, you know so different channels so he's trying to get a a, a battery so that they could leave the quarantine zone, go to where uh, Tommy was last seen, 
with uh Joel's partner here in this series, Marlene. Uh, oh, sorry. Um. Uh. Tess. Yeah. Mar- no. Tess. Tess. Um. Last my, few bits my, is that my French um, crush, Anatorv. Oh, uh, Anatorv. Yeah. Uh, great. Great pull. Great pull, Anatorv. Really happy that they pull that. Uh. Uh, we also see here that, uh, you know, cut to a different section of the quarantine zone. Marlene is a leader of the Fireflies, which is this rebellious group against Fedra, which is the current military governing uh, body. Um, uh, has a young girl in chains uh, saying her name is Veronica, but we all know she's Ellie. Um, and then and Marlene uh, is played by the same... Uh, mocap and voice actor of the game. Yeah, she's the only person that is uh playing the same character in the game as in the in the series. So that's uh, a good pull. Like, there's uh, going to be a lot of uh, cameos of of all not the voice cameo actors. As yourself. Yeah. Or, no, but, but as, as the same character. as the same character, which is kind of great. Um, uh, but we see here that um, uh, their worlds collide because the battery that Tess was supposed to trade for was already sold to a different buyer, right? Mm-hmm. Said buyer was Marlene, but Marlene uh, also uh, um, figured out that the battery was dead. So they none of them were happy. Uh, when Tess and... Uh, Joel wanted to exact revenge on the person that sold them the or did not sell them the battery that they agreed upon. Uh, they encountered uh, Marlene in the Firefly space who had like an altercation with the, the, the other smugglers that sold them the the bomb battery. And then a lot of people got injured, got a lot of people died. That's when uh, Joel and Tess meet with Marlene and Ellie because of the Firefly's uh, inability to be able to continue uh, transporting Ellie for some known reason, um, they task um, uh, Tess and Joel uh, for this particular mission. So the um, after a couple of arguments, uh, a very amazing first uh, meeting between Joel and Ellie. Joey slamming Ellie to the wall because Ellie wanted to jump Joel. Love that. Um, they snuck out. Uh, you know, you know, they Joel and Tess accepted the mission. So, in exchange of transporting this, um, uh, this kid to a particular firefly place, they will get whatever that they need: uh, batteries, ammunition, and assistance to get wherever they need. Uh, they snuck out. Uh, while sneaking out, they are caught by a particular soldier, and then said soldier, um was triggered uh Joel's uh previous trauma uh of 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 uh ha- having his daughter shot in his arms uh 20 years ago so he uh, pummels the um the soldier to death and then uh during that course we kind of see that Ellie was positive of this particular virus but was not changing so that is where the episode 1 ends um yeah, uh, yeah. Before I go to sec- episode two, thoughts on episode yeah, some, one. Some some fun stuff like, uh, was it me or just did the uh, Bella Ramsey at times sound exactly like Ashley Johnson in my head? Like she, the way she delivered <laughs> the lines, I could really hear Ashley Johnson in, in in a good way. Like like it's 
she gets the probably you. <laughs> she she gets she gets Ellie, I think, really like mm-hmm. all the motherfucker stuff. The way yeah. she delivers those lines is just so Ellie. So Ashley mm-hmm. John, so I I love it. And then I love some of the the tidbits like uh Arnie wouldn't know this but uh the reason that the they crash in the game is because they get hit by the car. There was a part there where they almost got mm. hit by the car, right? So that was like subversing their expect our our, our, our expectation who our expectation. the game because mm. that's what happens. Eh? They get they get side hit by the car, but here they stopped in time. But when they back up and then they, they get hit by the plane, and then um, personally, like for me, the some of the subtle gameplay, a subtle game hints is like uh, when Tess and Joel um break the lock and they're going hunting for Robert. Once they go in, they go they they, they crouch and then they, they crouch. They set their backpack. Exactly how yeah. you, how you set your stuff in the game. And so just uh, but little, I, I, I it's not in this episode too, but you know, in the next episode when they were traversing a little bit more and they were talking about, you know, being careful and whatnot. And then they did they did kind of drop the hints like you know, you know. So why why don't we just go here with our knees, all our crouching? Like no, <laughs> it's like oh, because in the game we're always at a crouch, and it, but yeah, it, in the game you'll be crouching forever. In real life, you most people won't be able to do that. Your yeah. knees will be shot. Yeah, um, no, but this is kind of like you know the good thing about uh, a, a few notes on on episode one. Episode one um, was supposed to end. Uh, a little after we meet Ellie, um, but the HBO executives were the ones that told them to extend it a little bit more, because like um, people who know the game know how important Ellie is, but the people who don't know the game don't know who the fuck Ellie is. Yeah. So it was like they needed a little bit more exposition, and then I think the decision to kind of like end it at, um, you know. Basically, at the start, like it's like at the end is like you know, you know we're kind of uh, flashback to uh, to to Sarah when the soldier was confronting Joel when they were escaping and him like exacting his quote unquote revenge twenty years later. Um, I mean, that, it was that also guy's dead, right? Yeah, that's definitely that dead. dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then you know this is a little cheating because this was a little more from. Uh, the Last of Us podcast, but they wanted people to really watch like how Sarah's reaction when Joel was protecting her, and then Ellie's yeah. reaction when Joel was protecting her were two uh-huh. different. Sarah got scared, while Ellie got activated. She because, was into it. Yeah, she was like, "I finally find a, I finally found people that will protect me or will think about me for the first time." Because she was born in this post-apocalyptic world, you know, orphan, bounced around different military school or federal camps. So it was like, this is kind of like hinting that their relationship didn't, you know, mold overnight, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we have to believe that they will be lone wolf and cub, right? And right now, Joel does not fucking want any <laughs> any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's not like you saw a tiny girl and that's my daughter. No. We saw in the first episode he threw a kid into the fire. Right? Yeah. Like he he disposed of a kid's uh, an affected kid's body. 
So we kind of see like this is a totally different Joel or this is 20 years Joel and then this is totally broken. We need to like see how they melt together. So that's why I love all the decisions that they made in this episode. Right. So we're, we'll run through episode two a little bit more quickly. Uh, much like episode one, it started off with a flashback. Now in Jakarta, a mycologist is picked up to, mm -hmm. to by the government to examine uh, a particular person that was infect infected by a particular thing. And then it was kind of, uh, um, you know, she was like, oh, this is definitely a cordyceps virus, but uh, where did you get this? From a human. So that cannot be. Cordyceps can jump from, like, you know, mm -hmm. insects to animals. And then it was proven to be real. And then the actual mycologist in Jakarta was saying all of that, wow. confirming all the Easter eggs from, from, uh, from episode one. So episode one was, was like, um, there was a lot of hints about um, you know, pancakes and cake not being had by the by the people because uh, yep. uh, Joel was not able to do it. Um, but you know, in Jakarta is the biggest product producer of flour in the world, so the mycologist said like, "Oh, flour is a good uh, conduit, substrate. yeah, substrate for this particular fungi." So the idea of it is like this: this mycologist was confirming that she spent her whole life studying this and there is no cure. There is no something to revert back people that have been taken over or animals that have been taken over by the cordyceps virus. And her only, only uh, advice is to bomb and want bomb. to be with his, 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 his family. Like this is such a wonderful, yeah. <laughs> like now, you know, we get exposition of the virus. Now we get to see why like cities are, are devastated. But it's awesome. But um, this episode is more of, of you know, starts off Ellie explaining why she's being transported. Like she didn't want to, but um, because Joel and Tess were very apprehensive of, of Ellie's turning because of her being... Um, uh, tested as positive with the with the with the cordyceps virus, um, yeah, uh, she she was uh, they were on high alert, but still not infected. They wanted to get through the place. Uh, they had a couple of routes: the short way, the long way. Uh, looking at the routes, you can. It's kind of like one of those uh, video games parts where you know the person is telling them all about um, how how these monsters work and the difference between the game and here. In the game, it's spores. Um, but they didn't want to use spores as of yet. So this time uh, it's actually more tendrils. So all of the fungi has some some avatar-like tendrils that Ugh. you know goes into the ground, connected into other people. So all of these monsters are connected with each other. So it's a different type of fear. It gives you a little bit more of a chance to fight them if you're not too close to them. So um, they are all throughout the path uh, going through. They went through uh, the museum. They... Uh, a museum and then they get attacked by a bunch of clickers. Clickers are kind of like the next evolution of these virus. You start as a runner and then after years you when your brain is like exploded because of too much fungi and you can no longer see you use clicking as kind of sonar to 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 um uh to traverse um actually <laughs> Um, after fighting through the clickers, Ellie was bitten again. 
and then mm. it's a good joke uh, that's like oh uh you know might as well be me so, so that was fine but uh, they make their way to the firefly meetup rendezvous point at the stace house they see that everybody is dead they reveal that um it wasn't some form of attack one of the people in the fireplace was turned. probably infected and then they turned on each other they killed everybody himself and then this is where we also find that tess was bitten it was a great uh, uh a great section where this is also confirmation that ellie is for real for real you know because tess was bitten the same time that ellie was around the same time that ellie was in and the tess is already yeah. yeah yeah and tess is already turning Sorry. and could no longer control a lot of his functions so uh, this is where tess kind of dropped the major thing where you know final favor uh you know ellie might actually be the hope this might be the thing that will kind of make up for all of the shit that they've done the past years so joel needs to get ellie to billy and fred's right billy and freddy bill and fred's right bill, um, bill's the one i remember i don't know i yeah, think it's yeah, fred. I, I think it's fred. bill and frank bill and frank uh, they need to get to Bill and Frank, uh, presumably colleagues. Uh, and then uh, I, I, I'm thinking that Bill and Frank will be able to get Ellie to the proper destination. Uh, and uh, Tess uh, sacrifices herself so that Ellie and Joe could survive. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's uh, another thing that we could discuss. But yeah, that is episode two, Infected. Um uh, yeah, let's go with that comment box. Like at the end of the episode, we see how these uh, cordyceps zombies uh, infect people. So it kind of was like a makeout session between uh, Tess. Yeah, which I, is, I uh, also read. Cool. Uh, I think the producer said that this was this wasn't just done for the cringe factor. This was also done to show that um, the way those cordyceps are programmed is like if you're not violent they don't need to be violent to you they're just gonna yeah, infect yeah. you so it was straight out you know fastest way was yeah. to the mouth yeah, yeah people were also saying that you know uh anator or like tess was already infected so she couldn't fight back right or or mm -hmm. something within her wasn't struggling right so mm -hmm. uh it was just like yeah of course like a make out session no, i i think uh, it's more of a she didn't want to struggle because if she did the, she he would attack her and then yeah. he wouldn't be able to light the fire. So it's True. like, take it. Yeah. I'll take it. But then, uh, let me get take this one for the off. team. Yeah. 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 Uh, other Easter eggs. The if if you see the the lighter, it has a seventy six on them. It's their kind of little Uncharted uh, nod. Uncharted is also a game made by Naughty Dog. So uh, that was just a fun thing. Uh, I saw that a tweet. It was a uh, um, uh, Neil Druckmann's tweet saying like, hey, when when the prop department asked if I, you know, what lighter uh, she wanted, uh, they wanted to uh, for test to use. It's like any chance to uh, drop an Easter egg there, but mm -hmm. so he picked like a, a lighter that has seventy six on it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, and that's that's again, every episode has something big happening into yeah. it and a flashback. So it's kind of like I think in in the next episode seemed the same thing because uh, we're we're definitely going to Frank. see Bill and Frank from. The past, according to the trailers, uh -huh. and then Bill and Frank today. So I think everybody, like all of the reviewers, have already said like episode three was amazing, only because like one, it's not mostly in the game, 
we're finally going to see in cinematic format all the things that you will read um in the game uh like just like strewn out letters yeah, so it's ron freaking swanson man come on <laughs> everybody was saying it's perfect casting because ron swanson is a uh recluse uh paranoid gun-toting people-hating uh um um survivalist and look at you it is so uh yeah those are the two episodes again let's go like final thoughts and 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 things that you guys are looking forward to for the series start with you Chibox while Argus yeah, just, uh, uh, in the Millennium Falcon I'm watching this with uh with the wife and uh, I think she's liking it and it's just I don't know it's everything I want I mean Pedro Pascal Bella Ramsey um I was hesitant at first with her but you know after the first two episodes like yeah I'm sold I like I said I hear I hear Ellie and her and it's uh, she she Bella Ramsey has more Ellie in here than, um, and Pedro Pascal's Joel is a little more different, you know, different, in, yeah. different in a, in in a good way. It's it, he makes it it's his own, and Bella Ramsey is more like able to to copy it more, I guess, in a sense. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything looks great. The the clickers were Scary. so good, like um. I love that uh, you know it's not that easy to have a fucking headshot you know it's like yeah yeah <laughs> and the reloading scene it's like all the things that we kind of complain about video game adoption they're showing right like yeah, you know these... you can't just like you know shoot one one shot and then kill everybody like they ran out of ammo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and even with walking dead like eventually everybody's got really good at the headshots like i don't think so <laughs> Yeah, and, um, yeah. Even even actually here, I think he hit him in the head a couple of times before he. It's not like an instant death. Yeah, you know, it's not exactly. like every every headshot will hit the right thing that you need to the, the brain to break yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. I just so, but what, yeah, what I think they also in. hired uh, actors who are fans of the game who understood the motion so that mm-hmm. they were able to do the clickers properly too. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, about you, Arnie, your, your final thoughts before we get into reading The Last of Us. Well, yeah, as somebody who hasn't played the game, I mean, it's really well made. I mean, I mean, ever since Game of Thrones, HBO, basically when they take care of a property, they do take care of the property. So, yeah, I'm excited for episode three on Sunday. I mean, tomorrow. And then we'll yeah, see. This is tomorrow. It is tomorrow. Um, yeah, I get everything from the acting to the writing to the decisions of all of the changes that they're doing. It, it makes sense. I love the flashback and then real time. Every episode, every episode has a big, big thing happening in it. Episode one, Sarah dies. Episode two, Tess dies. Episode three, I don't know. We'll maybe, maybe somebody dies, but um. All of the, the all of the visuals is done with so much care because it kind of funnels into the actual story. Like even just a little hint about, you know, in episode one when uh, this little boy was was coming into the quarantine zone and this soldier was like consoling the boy. The boy was infected, so they were definitely gonna kill him. Was it a boy or a girl? That was a boy. Um, oh, okay. uh, and uh, you know. And then the person wasn't able to, like, you know, you, you, so I thought that was it. But when we cut to Joel, Joel and they were uh, asked to burn bodies, uh, 
you only see a pair of shoes. And then they deliberately made sure that those shoes were bright mm-hmm. for kids and yeah. you know, a bit big so that you can, oh shit, that boy that they're burning is the yep. boy that was in the first scene, in the earlier yeah. scenes. Like, even perfect. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's similar to the Schindler's List when they had mm-hmm. that, the, the coat that's a, the, the red color coat. coat. The, yeah. the, the, the kid, the only, yeah. the only color in the entire movie. It's fucking great. And, yeah. Bella Ramsey, just like even like my favorite well, is um, I mean, we've seen, yeah yeah we've seen this in the trailer where she was yeah. like pretending to be pretending to be infected, mm-hmm. and usually when you see that joke in the trailer it doesn't land on the actual episode it still landed I was like I got I got surprised it's like oh um like even like starting that yeah uh, scene with her in the fetal position under the sun so again all of the things are made um, symbolism. It's to make all, look but, important. Yeah, but it's also uh, a test. So, the, you know, t- um, Joel and Tess keeps her under the sun because um, the cordyceps virus react to the sun differently. Like, you know, when you when they were looking at the, 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 the you know, a top view of where they're going, we see this hordes of people. And then when the cloud came by and the kind of like the sunlight moved, all the cortices move towards the sun as well. So they were they those are the small subtle hints that when you watch it the second third time it's like oh sh-. they're really making sure like oh we're scared of you, right? So it's 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 kind of like and but I am so happy that the next episode is tomorrow and I get to talk about it with you guys next week again. We got to talk yep. about this and relive the memories with me. So um, let's not belabor the the. Uh, uh, discussion anymore. Trebox, what is your rating for episodes one and two? I'll go with the nine. A high nine. Mm-hmm. Arnie? I'll go with a nine because this is the way. Yeah. I'm actually I'm gonna start strong here. I'm I'm a 10 already. Oh. It's just like I love everything. I'm looking at it as will it if I did not have HBO Max, would I have paid oh, yeah. 10.99 a month? For let's say a year for this, I definitely would have like it's for me, it's worth that. But also, not only it's worth wait paying for it, but I'm actually happy to wait that week, and I'm excited for that week, and I have something. It's fine to binge, but I think it's also better as a weekly series too. As well. It's too heavy to binge. I think. It's, yeah, it's yeah. too heavy to binge. Her, for me, it's perfectly paced, and it's one of those. Yeah. It's heavy enough. It's dark enough. It's gruesome yeah. enough, but yeah. it makes sense. It's yeah, like it's nine it's episodes too, right? Or nine episodes, yes. Okay, so so we'll make it to Mandalorian. So it's gonna be the spring oh, there's of gonna Pedro. be an overlap. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's the spring of be, Pedro, man. Yeah, the the month of Pedro will happen in a few and, weeks. And uh, Ellie Grogu will meet up too, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> All right. With that, final goodbyes, Arnie. All right. I mean. Watch out for cordyceps. Don't get bit. <laughs> Basically, Shabax. Yeah, um, uh, excited. Uh, we'll be back next week with the same uh, same lineup for Last of Us in a third batch Vox. of uh, Vox Machina. And yep, thank you very much for watching. We appreciate the view. Don't forget to subscribe to us on youtube.com slash plus six three. Our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at plus six three HP and all of our podcasting apps will probably be there. The search plus six three HP. We will see you in the next video. Thank you very much.